Be like, click yeah. here to enter. <laughs> or like, cat lovers only, click <laughs> here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. I'd like to say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a Yeti, man. That's just not going right, to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. Okay, the first episode. Okay, the first episode. It stuff happens, and it was. Uh, well, it was uh, let's say where we are in the story here. This is a long story in, uh, that we're following here. Let's give them a sense of uh, an idea of where we are right now. We've we are at a point where we just learned that this this young high school seventeen year old Laura Palmer, who was beloved by everybody in the town. Deeply so, um, was found uh, wrapped up in a bag on the edge of this kind of lake. All right? Yes. Dead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I have to clarify that, but she's dead. All right? Yeah, she's murdered. Yeah. Remember, the first thing that we saw, I just want to clarify this, the mirror. first thing that we saw, the mirror and the, the woman, Mrs. Mrs. The, um, Miss, Mrs. Uh, Packer, was looking into the mirror. Okay. Right. So, um, Josie Packer. Josie Pack. Yeah. So as we, um, who we don't know who is at first, but we learn who she is. All right. So as we go through, um, there is uh, this kind of investigation. The FBI is brought in. We are finding that there's another girl who is missing, but she's alive, but she's in a coma right now. There appears right. uh, to be a connection to uh, um, other murders that have happened that we're not really privy to, but that the the it, the FBI agent knows Agent Cooper. Yeah, Agent Cooper knows about stuff. I think it's also important to understand that there's also something going on with the adults in the town. And first of all, not only are there's everybody is there's love triangles everywhere, but also it's important to understand that the um, Audrey's family, which is uh, the the the, the family. The Horn family, right? The Horn family and some investors are trying to buy out the uh, Packard plant, the sawmill, correct? Because they want to make they want to make uh, another hotel there. Okay, I think that's important to know too. That's one of the underlying stories. And then with the kids, there's this. There are these uh, issues with at the high school. There's uh, there seems to be. These two kids, Bobby and Mike, and they seem to be involved with uh, something, or we're not sure yet from the first episode. We find out right. in the second episode a little bit more. But they're saying to be in some sort of cahoots with Leo. They're, they're afraid of Leo. They're in trouble with Leo. And, um, and then you have James and Donna who are seemingly in love. Um, they find out that they actually love each other, but, but in fact, Laura was going out with James, right? They were secretly Correct. seeing each other. And and Donna is Laura's best friend. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, and I think and so there's a dynamic between this kind of um this tragic thing that happened in this town uh and the FBI agent who is kind of like used to things but is kind of like enthralled by all this kind of 
towny, you know, little town stuff. That's that's what's yeah. interesting to yeah. him. Um, the normality of it all. The normality of it, uh, of everything. And then the also the, the bits where we get a glimpse of how um, the the uh, the ones that the, the sheriff's department kind of works and how they are kind of just like, hey, they're just kind of normal people. Right. The sheriff seems to be on the ball and some some of his deputies, but there are certainly deputies not quite there. Well, so uh, so the deputy Hawk Hawk seems to be aware it's Andy and um, Andy and the secretary uh, Lucy. I yeah. believe it's Andy and Lucy. They're yeah, the ones just that small are time, you know, small, small town, town yeah, kind yeah, of things yeah. going on, right? Which is kind of important in this kind of world that we're in. Um, everybody knows each other. It's small community. Yeah. Um, seemingly no secrets, but then these secrets are starting to be revealed. Right. Right. I think um, it's all about the secrets. Yeah. There is certainly a dreamlike state uh, that we've kind of talked about. This kind of otherworldly, kind of like the one, the music and the sound, the soundtrack, right? And also mm-hmm. the music from the, uh, the 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 diegetic music and the non-diegetic music all have this kind of weird, uh, dreamy or uh, unconventional Unrelated. kind of music. Yeah, unrelated uh, yeah. to what's going on, almost. Yeah, right? yeah. And we kind yeah. of explore that a little bit more in this one, which we'll get to, and then and um, then. I- I think you have you also have to point out there are several really eccentric characters as well. There's the log lady yes. and then uh there's uh um uh Ed's wife who I can't remember offhand what her name is but she has the eye patch. She's obsessed right. with the blinds, the drapes. Drapes, yes. Yeah. Um and all the characters have little, their own little twerks. Quirks, yeah. right? I mean, it's not Right. And you have the Martells that yeah. Yeah. These yeah. are the ones that just kind of stand out. Um, okay. We end this. We end that episode with um, Mrs. Palmer, uh, kind of like going off into a dr- kind of dream state, right? She's kind of, and all of a sudden she sees this the creepy stairs, right? We've established that the stairs are creepy. The stairs are creepy, yeah, yeah. She sees the creepy stairs, right? And she's like looking at them, and then all of a sudden we, um. You know, we go back to I think uh, we see that there's a relationship between the the um, the sheriff. Uh, is it H- Harry the sheriff? Harry is his name, I think. The sheriff, the, the I, sheriff, I and I just, the sheriff, yeah. The sheriff and um, uh, Josie, Josie Packer. Packer. There we see like there seems to, there's a relationship there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And that somebody's the the wife, the brother of the Packer guy who married Josie from Hong Kong, right? She's kind of spying on them and say, oh, they're together again. And then I think we cut back to uh, Mrs. Palmer, who all of a sudden is like seeing a vision, first-person view of where, I believe, where um, James had buried the the necklace, right? This half of a necklace that Lara Palmer gave to him. And somebody's picking that up and has different gloves on it right and then she screams she like screams at that right and that's how we right so so mrs palmer as we were saying wait wait a second i thought she saw i thought she saw somebody a face that's in this one okay okay you must have okay okay i i okay i'd watched a little bit of the second one but uh, uh, i mixed it up but she's always she's so she's seeing things right and in this kind of dream state that she's in she sees these kind of things that are either real or not i don't know we don't know 
at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've watched the second one. Okay. So here's the thing. I watched the second one too, but I didn't, I did not do a summary of it. So I just, I just kind of went along and did some notes. So I am not sure how to sum, best summarize this uh, particular episode. Let's do, uh, let me see if I can take a stab at it. It's, and okay. then we can okay. go in and we can flesh it out. How about that? Okay. But yeah, let, I've got, say, I can flesh this out. Yeah. Let's flesh, let's, we'll flesh it out. But essentially, um, we, we, we start with like um, Agent Cooper. He's talking to Diane, which we said was an awesome kind of way of getting mm-hmm. things to the audience. Yeah. Um, he's talking to Diane. He's hanging upside down in his room that he really enjoys. Um, he... He then, um, let's see. Boy, oh boy. So, so he then goes down to he eats bread. He goes down to give, eat yeah, breakfast. He goes down. He wants, and that's where he meets Audrey. Right. Yeah. He meets Audrey. Yeah. Um, and we can talk I, about that. So just, look, I'm just trying, listen, listen. I'm just trying to give us. Let's just. I'll just run through it. He meets Audrey. Okay, right. Okay. He essentially this is like they, they go and they get the core coroner's report. I'm just trying to br- brush through this. Right. Then we'll we'll dive in. Mm-hmm. Get the coroner's report. And, um, you know, the doctor couldn't do it because he knew Laura so much, but um, he had somebody else do it. They find out uh, all these kind of things about Laura that maybe they didn't know about. Right. Uh-huh. Um, based on the, the report, um, we start meeting, uh, going into a little bit more of uh, Leo um, and what's happening with his relationship there. Um, yeah. And that's kind of being intercut with this interrogation with James Right. They're like, you know, still interrogating him. Um, and then we find out a little bit more about the relationship between um, Bobby and Snake and their relationship between Leo and the same kind of kind of scene that's going on. We learn that Donna is truly in love. Like he tells her she tells her mom that, hey, I'm truly in love with like I found out that, you know, I'm truly in love with with James um, and I feel bad because Laura is gone and she was my best friend. But hey, now I can have James all to myself, right? Um, you know, the boys are let out, the, the Bobby, and they're like, hey, be careful, don't go after James if you know. if it, Don't go after James because we know that you want to go, you know, get some revenge on James. Right, so right. Don't do it. We'll be watching you. All right. They do this weird thing with the coffee, and it's fish coffee. Uh, we we see that they, there is a relationship between... Uh, it becomes more clear that there's... A, that the the mill is something that they want to get rid of, right? There's two individuals. One, um, uh, one of the, I forget her name. But which, essentially, which, Mrs. Pack or Mrs. Martell? You're talking Mrs. about Mrs. Martell, I guess. Yeah, Mrs. Martell, um, and um, I guess that's Horn, right? Yeah, the guy who runs, right? They're having a yeah. relationship and they're trying to get rid of the, the the mill, right? We learn more about that. We have this. Um, uh, this uh, this kind of again this kind of creepy scene um, with Donna and Mrs. Palmer. Um, we find out a little bit more in the hospital. We see a, a one-armed man that happens right in the hospital. Uh-huh. Um, so that kind of is introduced. Um, and then uh, there's there's a, again we're kind of seeing bits and pieces of like these these people and their relationship we're starting to flesh out relationships and uh between each other and we see a relationship between um uh, audrey horn and mr horn 
that happens and we see a relationship between um, Bobby's father and Bobby and his mother and and kind mm-hmm. of like fleshing that out a little bit more. Bobby's father is the um, is he in the Air Force General or, Navy, or, or something. Gen- he's some kind of like military guy. I don't know, he looks like Air Force. I don't know. I don't think it's actually a real. I would have said Air Force just simply because of the navy blue. Well, that's uh, that's that was my guess too, but I wasn't sure. And then um, and then we see a relationship between um. Leo and uh, what's Leo's wife's name? That's um. Uh, hold on. Um, I I keep forgetting it. Uh, it's Leo and oh man, I have it here. She's having. We'll a, find it. I'll get it. Yeah, and she's well. She's you know. So uh, he didn't. She she lost lost his shirt, his bloody shirt, and um, he was yeah. mad at that, and he um. And then he beat her, which was not great. Um, and then we have this kind of like real fifties style, like, "Hey, welcome, you know, to dinner." Shelly, kind of. her name is Shelly. Yeah, Shelly. Right, right, it's Shelly. And then, uh, you know, at the end, we see. Um, so James and um, and Donna are having like this kind of like, you know, dinner together with their parents, and uh, we see Bobby and Snake outside. He's like, "Too bad we can only kill him once, right?" And then at the very mm-hmm. end. We see this, like I said last time, with that weird doctor dude, the psychiatrist. Doctor Jacoby. Doc, yeah, Doctor Jacoby. Doctor Jacoby. He's sitting there, and um, we find out that Laura has sent him. He's is sending him tapes, or sent him tapes, and he's listening to one. And we don't hear exactly what happens at the very end of right, the tape, right, right. but we can imagine that there's some kind of like she is either manipulating him in some way, it feels like, or maybe truly kind of into him. But I don't think but so. But she says some really, she says some really interesting things that I, I need, we need to get back. There's, right, there's so, some, yeah, yeah. So let's. I, I just let's, think there's, yeah. Let's take it, and, and then, then we end. Well, is there like another jump? Oh, there, there we do see again. This is where we see, um, we, we had talked about it. The, the face that pops up that is in this episode and we can talk to that yeah that's when that's with the conversation between donna and uh mrs uh palmer yeah so that's that's where that is but it ends basically at the dude um opening this coconut and finding another locket so yeah all right so i want to go back to the very beginning because let's go let's start at the beginning so uh, here's the first thing I, you talked about uh Diane as a great way to like get the exposition across, which I think is wonderful and kind of get an idea of what going through agent Cooper's head. I think it's finally like, so, so he meets Audrey, right? And I think it's the, the relationship at breakfast, he goes down to breakfast, Audrey comes up, Audrey's there. She's of course, super interested in something new. Right. Right. Because I've, and I've got this idea of Audrey now, after watching this episode, you had said, Audrey was um, like an agent of chaos. Yes. Right. I actually have changed my mind on Audrey. I don't think she's an agent of chaos. I, in fact, think she represents this part of being a teenager where you're super innocent, but you think you're an adult. And so, like, she represents this part where, like, because I get the feeling of her, like, she knows that she's attractive right she knows that people like her Mm -hmm. and she can manipulate people 
but she doesn't really actually know what to do with that yet, right? And and she, she constantly she's like, especially that scene with her her dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like her dad is like kind of like telling her like you don't actually know what's going on you have no idea you just think you do you're screwing up everything and she ca- she always has this look like she knows what she's doing but i think that she really represents this this kind of idea of when you're at that age when you're a teenager maybe even college but y- you think you know ev- you, you're an adult you want to be seen as an adult you mm-hmm. think you're an adult you're no longer a child but yet you truly do not know anything that's going on you yeah. just don't know that's i good, think that's i think that's who audrey is that's a good i mean that's really good now that i'm thinking about it. that's a good point because it is like she it, it, she it it's not that she's like an it's not like she's i guess when i was thinking of like she's an agent of chaos like she comes in and all of a sudden like she'll like it's like a cat you know just be like i'm just gonna knock this off the table and see what it does right right Right. There's right, a there's right, a little right. bit of, of that, right? But I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think there's a link of like I I think she's like, I have some power here. Um and she's looking for control. Maybe she has no control everywhere else. That's what yeah. teenagers do, right? Teenagers they think they're in control of things, but they're not because they're kid they right. still have parents and things like that, right? So again, it's like what are they using and they think they know stuff, but they don't know stuff. They, I mean Right. Their brain isn't even fully developed until you're 25, right? So it's like you don't even right. have the brain right. to understand things, right? right? And I think this is it. Like you think you know what's going on, but really the problem is you don't know how these events will actually affect events in the future, right? Right. Because that's how you yeah. are as a teenager. You're like in. It's almost like in the like as we're going to go back into a dream state. It's like in a dream, you're like you can only deal with the events that are happening right now because you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. Right, and and so I think that's one of the themes that like David Lynch and and Mark Frost are exploring in the sense that like when you're a teenager, like everything that's happening to you is like super important because it's like the first time it's ever happened to you. So it's like this is like this is the first time experiencing it. This is super important. This is super. Meanwhile, adults are like, yeah, this has happened to me quite a few times. Like I've been I've been down this road before. They're seeing things from a different lens than teenagers. And I think you're seeing a bit of that here. The thing about Audrey is that I think I just, it's like the fact that she is just really has no idea how the real world is working, whatever you want to say the real world is, but she thinks she does. And I think that's a key, that's important for, for Audrey. The other thing is she mentions itchy palms yeah. to Agent Cooper, which I'm not sure. What does that mean? Is that some sort of weird... I always thought like that, I mean, I don't know, <clears throat> listen, I don't know, but I always thought that meant, like, you were horny, like, if you had issue yeah. palms. Okay. I, I mean, okay. I don't so know that's... where I, I, I don't know, I mean, we can look it up on the internet or something, but I don't know why, I, should have, I don't know why I've always thought that, but th- when she said yeah. that, I was like, this is really weird, and again, underage, she's underage, man, she's like 17 coming on this. Yeah. This yeah. this guy talking about that and and Agent Cooper's kind of not really he, Agent Cooper's maybe humoring her but probably not in a way that he should be humoring her. I saw I saw it humoring more, you know, uh, th- than trying to like. I think he thinks it's. I think he thinks it's funny and kind yeah. of like humorous that this girl is actually like because ta- he knows stuff right like and she's coming over and trying yeah. and I think he has a read on her right away. Right. right. So he just thinks it's he thinks he's he's humoring her 
maybe going a little bit too not far with it, but maybe just doing a little bit too much, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I think he thinks it's funny yeah. and humorous that this is happening. Yeah, I think so too. But again, like, you know. Yeah. Rich, I so. mean, I, I, I think, I, yeah. Some of the themes that are explored in this are kind of odd if you're thinking about these kids as teenagers, right? And, I mean, just, and, uh, right. And again, but, we but, go into like. But I think that's yeah. what, I honestly think that's what David Lynch is trying to I think that's what he ultimately is trying to explore. Maybe. Like, I mean, what possibly. are teenagers? Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, will, I mean, I, I will say I don't know. But Well, listen, what are teen? I think it's I think it's interesting to explore that, certainly. Um, but there is some kind of like, for example, like Laura Palmer, like the toxology report or the or the report that came out was that she had she had sex with three men before. I think it was right. Three different men. men. Before, yeah. Yeah. Different men before yeah. she died. Right. So like right. again, she's seventeen, right? And this I- whole idea, like that's, uh, that's that's something, right? I mean, that's well, not so, trivial. Yeah. And so right. like then we, it, it, the interesting there is like okay, we're learning like whoa, that's like big time, like who we thought, th- who everybody thinks this is versus who, sh- who this person is turning out to be through facts and evidence, versus like who we think things what th- things are, which I think is kind of in, again what he might be playing with. But it's a great cut there because he's like the the doctor's like who could do something like that, and then we cut to a shot of um, the big pussy cat. It's Leo's truck, right? Yeah. Who could do something like that? Cut to Leo's truck, right? Right, right. And again, like you know, just setting those things up. Maybe there's no relationship for there, but certainly that right. is a tip. That is a pretty standard cut, right? Where you say who yeah, could I, possibly do that, and then cut geez. to. The person who does it now. I don't know anything. I, I gotta say, again, like, I totally missed that. I totally missed that when I was watching it. See, well, that's that's why I'm here to talk to you yeah. about this. This is why yeah. you have to like open but your eyes. Because this is a key scene. Say, I, well, just give me a second. Okay, again, okay, like yeah, you've yeah. seen, you've seen the whole thing. I haven't, so I'm just going through of what I am seeing mm-hmm. visually, mm-hmm. and the way the 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 filmmakers cutting this together. And all I'm saying is like the next scene is they're cross-cutting, which means things are happening at the same time and you're going back and forth between these two events. Um, between, like, Leo and James and things are, you know, they're going back and forth here. So I'm just I'm just putting it as, it's showing the relationships without telling the relationships. Yeah. Uh, I like so, that. Uh, so just to go, just to go back... The thing that I wrote down during that uh, scene, that toxicology report scene, uh, the thing that I wrote down, which I, which it came to light now in my mind as I was seeing this for the second time, is that I really like the whole time the question that I've been asking myself, right, is and the question that's posed is who killed Laura Palmer, but I really think the question that David Lynch is trying to pose is who who was Laura mm-hmm. Palmer. You know what I mean? Like I, I, that's what I'm picking up now. Like it's not about who killed her. Like who? That doesn't matter. Well, you've always what said does that. matter. You said that from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and it, who who was Laura Palmer? That's the mystery. Right. You know who? How she died? Who killed her? That's immaterial. Like Agent Cooper's going to figure that out. We know that already. What we don't know is who she was. I think that was I. To me, that I picked that up this time. That yeah. I did not pick it up the first time. That's interesting. And again, we're not. We're. This is this is an exploration um, 
this is an exploration really of like the town the people the you know human nature right this is not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. like you're straight in the mill like oh let's just um you know what if solve a mystery right who it's not a who done it it's, it's not, not a typical who done it right yeah. it's an exploration of uh human nature is what what he's doing right now yeah um yeah. and and manipulated of course it's you know dramatized because he's pulling in different elements of the surrealism and and soap opera and all of this stuff but um Certainly, it's a, it's an interesting way of looking at it. So Leo's got this um, shirt that's bloody. Yeah. First of all, who has their who has their washing machine outside? I don't know. Leo's I, I, Leo Leo and Shelley's house is well, so weird because it's unfinished, and I, maybe that's the whole point. Like their relationship is not finished or whatever. Like I don't know what he's trying to say, but it is a little bit odd. Like that they're living in this place. I don't think so, man. I think it shows. I think. I, I'm trying to think of like other um, unfinished houses. Well, you know, in the Frighteners, that he was living in an unfinished house, and I think maybe that's what I'm thinking about. But like the idea that like the house is unfinished, and it's like he's he's clearly like you know getting money in, in by driving his truck or yeah. doing whatever. But like the way they're they're using that money or where he's putting that money, I don't know. He's not interested in. Like his whole thing is he's not interested in building anything, right? Creating he's anything, yeah. Creating yeah. anything. He's you know he's not yeah. interested in building a relationship with Shelley. He's not interested in in um, building a house. He, he he's just interested in having things and controlling things, right? And uh, at least yeah. from like the first two episodes, right? And so, um, yeah, he lives in a house that's not like that's fine. He doesn't care. He's in his truck anyway. He doesn't have to live there. Yeah. You know? Right. And Shelly's the one that cleans up the house, right? I mean, like, she's Shelley the one that cleans keeps everything. The house. I mean, he makes her, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and why is the dish, the washing machine outside? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. But, but do you think that, but do you think that's a choice that was made, or do you think that's what, like, that's just in a cabin, you've got your washing machine outside? Like, I couldn't tell. I was think I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's just, uh, that's where the washing machine was. I, I, because if it's a choice that was made, I don't know why, what it says. But I mean, we're talking about like this is filmed in, like uh, Oregon somewhere, right? Or it's like Washington. Washington. It's filmed in Washington. Then yeah, the, it's the. the I don't know where it's filmed, but it's it's supposed to be in Washington. Right. So it's like, to me, it's like their winters there. It's raining all the time. You would not want a washing machine outside, like. If you no, told me like it's a washing machine, if you're in like if like in Arizona and you've got your washing machine outside, okay, great. Like it doesn't snow there. It's like it do, you could be outside all the time, no big right. deal. I just yeah, it, I was, know, it I, was confusing I, to me. I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. That's a question that I cannot answer. Maybe that's the big mystery. It's the biggest question of Twin Peaks right now. It's right, certainly right now it is. <laughs> um, and so the interrogation she, like. So she hides it. I don't know what's going through her brain at that moment, though. She's panicking, man. She's like, she sees the shirt. She's like, this is scary to her, right? She doesn't like this shirt. And so she, she, and she knows that he's still there. He's, she's afraid, you know, obviously she's afraid of Leo for good reason. Certainly for good reason. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this shouldn't be a surprise. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess she's maybe not privy to all of the stuff that he does, but certainly 
violence is not out of the question. Like, I don't understand, like, why she would keep it or what she wants to keep it. I would think that the first thing she'd want to do is, yeah, I need to, like, wash the shirt because it's freaking full of blood. And I, I, I don't know. Well, that's an important it's an important decision well, she yeah, makes. Of course, yes, it is. Um, but she does so she she definitely puts that in there. Um, I have like looking for connections uh, written down. I don't know what that means. Cut to Leo. You got James. Like James is there being interrogated at the same time, and James. Oh right, like James that's what I'm saying. Character. Like this. J- yeah. Well, James and Leah, there's some, so, there's some cutting ugh. back and forth there. He is, like James. Know, that's so, just he's supposed to, uh, he's supposed to be like this, like biker dude, right? But he's just so blah, and um, he's so like, oh, I'm so in love. You know, I can't tell. Like, here's the thing, I cannot tell yet if James loves Donna or if he's still hung up with Laura. Like, and I don't know. You know, he's just kind of like it's weird okay. that she. I think that's what's like again. Like, what is like what is he? What is this exploring? Like, Donna is like, uh, she's literally she, Donna's like literally. I feel like I'm in a beautiful dream in a horrible nightmare. Right? And again, yeah, I wrote that down. Like, yeah, I mean, that's right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like here too. Like James is also like, it's okay that we're together, but also like, listen, like, I mean, he knew that Laura was. He knew more about Laura than probably anybody else. Maybe Donna, but like he definitely did because he's he's trying to get her out of the situation that she's in. Right, right. And he knows more, right? Than I mean, he has this flashback with you know her and stuff, and you know on that. Well, yeah, and he says that she was right. She says she was different. She knew that he knew that she was taking cocaine. Yeah. That using cocaine and tried to get her to stop and all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, he, he's he like, knew about this. It's like playing with the idea of like, he's, uh, yeah, he's a biker, I guess. But again, it's like they're playing dress. Like, that's what a, that's kind of what teenagers do. They play dress up, man. And we were talking about this last time. Like, is that a bike, what a biker would look like in 1980? Well, but it, it might be this idea of what a teenager dresses up as a biker to look like. Yeah. And oh, that's a good point. I like teenagers, that. Right. So, yeah. So they're all pl- all these teenagers are playing dress up, right? Even uh, Audrey Horn literally puts on shoes, right, in different places, right. different places to play dress up, right? So, so I think that's kind of like what we're thinking about when we're thinking about these teenagers here. Um. So let's. So uh, we know that Bobby and Snake owe Leo some money, like ten grand. Like they're worried about this because Laura had the ten. Bobby for they some reason gave ten, Laura yeah. the ten. And, and, the and now the 10 grand. Is, yeah, yeah, we know it's there. Yeah. So, and then uh, I have this written down, which I thought was funny. And I, I can't remember who says it. I think probably, I don't know. But it's, he says something about playing harp for the heavenly all-stars. Who says that? Why did I write that down? I just thought that was funny. That's a funny I phrase. I didn't write that Playing down. harp for the heaven, heavenly all-stars. Oh, I know. Ed said it. So, like, they meet Ed. You've got Ed coming out and talking to Agent Cooper and the sheriff oh, right. about what happened. Him, him getting beat up, and he said that he thought he was going to play harp. He was playing, going to be playing harp for the Heavenly All Stars, which I just but thought he, was a funny line. Yeah, but he said he was drug. I mean, basically, he said he was. Dr- the information there is like he was drug. Somebody drugged his beer. Yeah, like he got up. But to, why? I don't. I don't know the, why. Well, that's what we're. Tra- hey, let's, 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 what's what we're trying to figure out. Like, yeah. maybe he's covering. It's, maybe he does feel like, oh, I'm. You know, his, he did say his pride was hurt, right? Um, 
maybe he's covering yeah. for himself, but we, uh, I mean, again, this is the second episode, we gotta, we gotta take that into account. Someone is drinking right, so Ed. Here's something too. So when Ed's leaving, right, Ed and uh, Hawk, the, sh- the, sh- the deputy, yeah, you saw that they did something with their nose or yeah. whatever, right? Some yeah, they did thing. some sort of and weird sign. Yeah, it's like and a then, secret sign. And then, uh, James tells Bobby, or no, James tells um, Ed, he's like, hey man, I'm going to need some help from the bookhouse guys. Right. Or something like that. He says, like, he says, I, I, I need a hand from the bookhouse boys. The bookhouse boys. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about, but, I mean, I don't know. This is, this is what I'm confused about. And I, I might just, like, uh, I might look on here. Uh, I, I'm going to, like, look this up. Is there a difference between the roadhouse and the biker bar? Because no, what is the the diner outside called? looks different. The R and R diner, the diner's the R and R. Oh, okay. I was for some reason the R and R was confusing me. I was like thinking that was the road. Okay, the roadhouse. Okay, is the biker bar. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. The roadhouse, the outside of the roadhouse, does not look like what the inside of the roadhouse looks like. Right, it's but completely. Then, then in this episode, I saw like the R and R, and then we went to the diner. But the R and R looked like it was more of like a roadhouse. Sign. The R and R is the I, diner. I, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's, okay. Anyway, okay. I'm I'm set straight on it. Um. Let's see. Let me think. Oh, so let's see. I so. I do like how the sheriff, which is I think important, the sheriff at one point says he feels like Doctor Watson. Yeah, he says he need, like needs to go to get a doctor because he feels like Doctor yeah. Watson or whatever, which is funny. Yeah, because Agent Cooper, right? Agent Cooper knows what's going on. Right, we the sheriff has no idea. Way. Then right. they they go to the pa- they go to the the Martell residence or the Packer residence. I don't know who's who's ever residence. Who, I don't know is. who owns that either, but she they're all living and, together there. And then so Mr. Martell makes the co- well, Mr. Martell doesn't make the coffee. No, right? so and they this is the, this is what's Josie interesting. Josie makes the coffee. Josie makes the coffee. And the coffee yeah. ends up having a fish in it. Yeah. So that's what I have. I I have like this is my notes. I have fish and coffee question mark. Mr. Mrs. Packet made it question mark. Shenanigans with an arrow pointing to Mrs. Packet. So there's like this idea like oh what are shenanigans because she's like she calls up and like your little shenanigans cost us blah blah blah. Yeah yeah. Whatever, right. Yeah. And she's like what are shenanigans right. But here again, like, why is the, like, who put the fish in the coffee? Like, did the, the fish just didn't appear in the coffee. Someone put it there. And so the idea yeah. that Mrs. Packard, like, again, I'm thinking, Mrs. Packard seems to be this, like, oh, this innocent person that's just coming in and, like, her husband ran this mill and now she is because he died and now she's, like, what's going on here? We know it's the first thing we see in this whole story. We start off with right, Mrs. Packer yeah. looking in the mirror. I don't know if it's a thing, but I keep coming back to it because it's <laughs> it's interesting to me. And now I'm seeing like, oh, things are happening here. That's weird. Like, why would a fish be in the coffee? Is it just because maybe Mrs. Packer doesn't I don't know. know how to make? Well, what's but going so, on but there? and the other thing is like Mrs. Mrs. Martell is constantly complaining about fish, right? And like the fish and Mr. Martell. He's fishing is, all the time. He's always He's fishing. He's fishing, fishing all the time. Yeah. So it's like what, like, you know, two ta- two great tastes that taste great together. I mean, I'm not sure. Right. That's you the, got fish in my coffee. You got coffee here. in my fish. 
Right. I'm not sure that, that it worked in this particular case, but sometimes you have to experiment. You know? Maybe. Who I don't knows? know. I don't know how the fish got in the coffee, but I'm not not saying Mrs. Palmer got, or Mrs. Packer got dinner. She made yeah, the coffee. I agree. So so you have that you have that interrogation scene or just I don't know if it's an interrogation scene, but he just they're talking to they're Josie talking to and other. it's it, and it's, and Agent Cooper again says body language. I knew that you guys had a relate because he, he does this thing again, like how long have you been in a relationship with her? Right. And so that's the body language thing. And um uh then we cut to the scene. And then we the, see the Ma- Mrs. Martell and yeah. Ben it's Ben Horn, right? right? It's Ben Horn. They're they're now having a relationship, so we know that they have a relationship. And so that seems to be the the key there for trying to get the Packard sawmill into right. right the horn hands. And then you have the freaky scene with Mrs. Palmer and right. Donna. But wait, let's just which, go back. Again, I mean, you, hold on, hold on. We have to establish I can't help that it. That scene is so crazy. The scene is it so It is crazy. crazy. It's good. It's so good. But I am just I just want to establish that like the Horn and uh, Martel relationship has been going on for a while. I mean, this is not new, and they've been conniving. Oh yeah, for a long time. For a long, yeah. long time, right? And so, you know, it's a like he does, he's he's kissing her toes and stuff like that. It's a it's a weird. It's like a whole weird. Mm. It feels I just weird. think that it's trying to show. I think it's trying to show that Ben Horn, the dude Benjamin yeah. Horn. It's just a total hornball. Like he, that's yeah, that's where okay. that's his motivations. Like the, he's just a crazy freak who's just that's what he's into, man. He's like into everything. Yeah. Okay. I I mean that's established then. And then we have the great scene that you know. I mean, is brilliant. When um, Donna goes and sees Mrs. Packard. And yeah. this again, like now. Again, like there's some kind of like energy that's traveling through Mrs. Packard to make everything like this is when the dream kind of stuff comes out. This is when like the weirdness comes out. She's seeing things. She's like she has visions like she is a conduit to some sort of like thing. Because she is looking at, you know, again, she's all messed up with medication, too. Right. But like, yeah, yeah. She's she's having a conversation with Donna, and all of a sudden, and again, you can. I mean, this is totally reasonable. You're having a conversation. You're totally in yeah. grief. You have a a young girl, her best friend there, and all of a sudden, you see her face on the face of this young I girl. Mean, right? I mean, I will say, I will say this. What, what do you think about like in 1990? Was that like seeing that like special effect? Was that like really cool? Like to me. Like it took me the first time I saw it, I wasn't even sure who the face was. Like it just was not even that great of a match. Oh no, I think yeah, I think you're wrong. I think, I mean, listen, I think again, like if you're thinking about like this was 1990, this yeah, was not, yeah, yeah. you know, we're this is this is like it's not Avatar here. Yeah, but it's 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 what you would do. It's like a it's like a it's an editing. I don't know if they, they they don't do it in camera. It looks like it's definitely, um, you know, post production. But it's certainly, um, you know, transposing uh, her face on there. It was pretty good. Okay. I'm just right. I'll, right I'll, I mean, I'm not. And I creepy. Mean, I'm not I mean, what the what the thing is creepy because it's just her face. It's not her hair. Yeah, it is it's not her entire head. Yeah. It's just her face, and that's what's like. I don't know. I th- I thought it was really good the first time I saw it. That it creeped me out, and then all of a sudden, 
uh, oh, we're going to creep you out once with the face, and then we have this weird guy that she looks at, at the in, like, peeking yeah. up at her. Yeah, that and dude I think it's is at a different, freaky. It's, it's, it's in a bed. It's, like, not even in the same place. To be, It's not like he's peeking up from a chair. It's, like, yeah, that's a why totally I different to, it place. Seem, yeah, it does not seem like it's anywhere in that room. Like, no, I don't not. know if she's having a vision or a flash. It must be a yeah, okay. she must be having some sort of vision or flashback or something because it's definitely not in the same place uh, or room that she's seeing this. It's somewhere else. And again, like this is her. She's seeing other times or places or other things yeah. that's going on. Right. Yeah. And then we then after that, we see the one armed man, you know, they're interrogating, um, not interrogating, but questioning the parents of the other girl. Uh, Rock, Roxanne, who, what's the other girl's name? Ronette or... Ronette. Ronelle, something like that. Um, You know, and she was Ronette, some yeah, perfume, okay. uh, perfume person. Um, yeah. And then we have, see this, like, weird one-armed man, and, and uh, Hawk is Hawk is on it. I mean, Haw- Hawk's, ha- yeah, Hawk is... Yeah. Hawk is... He, he's, he's MVP, he man. He yeah. also... Yeah, and he's, he's pretty good. So, um... He goes in this weird blue room, but but then we see like again. So then this is the again, again the scene. Then we cut to Audrey Horn and her father, and Audrey is like I thought this was the score, but it turns out it's coming. It's um, diegetic sound. It's coming from and it's this weird. It's a record, yeah, yeah. And he's like this. <laughs> I love it. He calls it a racket. Like the music is like. Yeah. How many times have I told you to like turn off this racket or whatever? And I'm like, racket? so. So here's what I thought. Like, I honestly think this is what I am thinking. Like, I'm like the music that she's listening to in that world is not the music we're hearing. I agree. We're hearing we're hearing the soundtrack. She's hearing something else. She's totally hearing something. No, else. I I'll go for, I'll go one step further. The music that she is, the music that is playing, and the music mm-hmm. that she is hearing is is different. She's so that, she's that, uh, playing music, right? And it could be right. It could be like, you know, rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. But she is hearing that music differently, and we are that, hearing what she's hearing. This is playing to my my whole theory that Audrey is like this. In a, she is what a teenager is at this point. She's seeing the world through a different lens that everybody else is like. I don't know what you're doing. Like it does, what you are doing is making no sense. But to her, she it makes total sense to her. She's an adult, right? She's like she's not a child anymore. Like this is what, like that's that's who Audrey is. I think Audrey is a teenager. You know, it's yeah, in quotation think, mark. She is teenager. Yeah, I mean, look, she sees herself like she again. Like who knows? Like if we're seeing the world through the character's eyes, that is kind of like dominant. Whoever, whatever characters eyes are dominant in that scene right and in this scene mm-hmm. it's audrey yeah. we're like basically seeing this scene through audrey's eyes then yeah we would see her as older than she would actually look like right because she right, is right, picturing yeah. herself as older than she actually is right and so right. it's interesting then to think about like as we go through here are these are we actually seeing the characters as they are are we actually hearing what the characters are actually or, or what's going on, or are we experiencing everything through the eyes and thoughts of each individual character? And, and that may have nothing to do with what 
the reality. Again, we're having these, these are the facts, right? Agent Cooper comes mm-hmm. in and says, like, these are facts. Like, we got to look at the facts yeah. here. But everything else is kind of like, well, that's that's just your opinion, man, right? Like, everything else right. is, like, the through the eyes of the characters who have their own experiences, see the world in their own way. So yeah. are do these characters actually look... Let's, I mean, do these characters actually, we, we've been saying like, oh, these characters look like older than they are. They're kind of dressed weird. Maybe they're not. Yeah. Maybe that's just what they think they look like. You ever, I mean, the clearest example yeah. is go look back at a picture of yourself in high school, right? Think about how you thought you looked and what you were wearing and how that you thought you were looked as you were wearing that. And you will find a discrepancy. I guarantee you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I Yeah. All right, I'll have to do that. I'll have to try. Go back and look and say out. like, oh, remember when you thought wearing that shirt made you look like this, and then you look like it, and you're like, that looks just like a dumb shirt, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know. All my shirts were pretty. Uh, I just remember yeah, wearing I, I like, mean, I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I remember like, listen, I remember I was like, oh, uh, one thing was suspenders. I had suspenders. I was like, these suspenders are awesome. Oh. You know what? When you look back and you say like suspenders. Why were you even thinking about wearing suspenders? That looks crazy. I, lo- the lo- I used to wear a lot of Looney Tune ties. Yeah, look how and cool like, you who, thought who you were. Who does that? Like, yeah, yeah, Looney Tune. Like going somewhere with a Looney Tune with a da- with a Daffy Duck on your tie. Yeah, come on, come right. on. But that was like a like you in your brain thought you it looked a lot different, right? And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay, like we're Good not point. actually seeing. This is what's interesting now. We're not actually seeing the characters of what they actually look like. We're seeing projections of what they think they look like. All right. I, that's that's interesting. I like that idea. Yeah. The same thing in this this music is like a perfect example of that. This guy comes in right. and says, like, what's this racket? We're not hearing a racket. We're hearing yeah. this beautiful, dreamy Soft kind jazz. of music. Yeah. yeah. That's like kind of like gets me into like this kind of like, you know, I can just kind of be here and alone and stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to everybody else, it's a racket. I mean, you think of like yeah. teenagers and songs or whatever, and they play their songs and they connect to it, right? Right, right, right. It sounds like crap to anybody else, but to like them, it's like so meaningful. Yeah. So, uh, so Audrey's interesting, and I she uh, she will become more interesting, I think. Well, as the as it goes on. Um, well, this I think that scene says. I mean, that scene says a lot, and uh, you know, again, like the father is definitely like, "Listen, I lost you years ago. Like, I don't care." Like, I mean, that's like, yeah. The, there's a relationship in that family, and then we cut to another family who also has a disconnect between parent and uh, adult, and like this guy just it's. <laughs> I mean, he's like. The general, well, I don't know if he's a general or whatever he is, right? He's talking to his he, son, he's some Bobby. sort of officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even matter, right? Again, like this is a projection of how he feels he looks like, right? If we all, th- right. if we think right. about that from now on, it does not matter what they're wearing, right? It's just a projection of what they think they look like in that, and and it's, I mean, it's quite kind of like striking. All of a sudden, he's like, you know, because again, we think of him or we've seen this as him as this kind of like taking a step back and he's talking about being quiet all of a sudden like bobby does this totally teenage obnoxious thing yeah yeah right where he sticks a cigarette in his mouth and his father just smacks it right out of yeah and and like 
you know, that's, you can't do that to a kid. You can't just smack your kid. I mean, maybe in the 90s it was a little different, but, like, uh, that, and that cigarette lands, like, re- like really in that meatloaf, like sticking straight sticking up, straight which up. is like, how does that how does that work, man? But how it was like, meatloaf, th- but that's what was so so like great about that scene too is just like he smacked him so hard the cigarette flew out of his mouth and struck the meatloaf in and like yeah, and like a dart, up. yeah, yeah, like a dart. Right, and we see, and uh, I just think that's—I just thought that was kind of like a really good scene uh, to show, like the relationship. And he just keeps—he just keeps on talking. Like he—he he has his like anger. You can tell, like there's an anger always bubbling underneath, and just leech like he yeah. lashed out, and then he went back, and then the mother again is like, again, we see, and then we cut to like the guys like at the bar, and like give me another piece of pie or whatever, blah blah, blah and the log lady. And that was Sergeant diner, Cooper had yeah. A, yeah, the diner. This Sergeant Cooper had a chance to talk to the log at that point and didn't. He, he doesn't. blew it. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He didn't do it. And I'm like he seems to be hu- he does seem to be humoring other people, but why at that moment did he choose not to be like I'm going to talk to yeah. the log? I I think like I don't think he's totally he's not totally into how crazy this place is yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I think like he's uh, maybe he is like us coming from this outside world. He's coming into Twin Peaks, and he's like, "Yeah, these yokels like there's it's it's funny how they think that all this is like you know all these uh, you know Lar Palmer's innocent." And he's like, "I know the truth. I'm getting to the truth," but he may not yet be prepared for how that there are some things that he cannot yet understand. That's a good. I mean that's a this is a pivotal moment then because up to this point like he's on he like knows every, he's under control he knows everything he's got like a, the upper hand of everything mm-hmm. right and he's humoring these kind of like yokels like you said up until this point he never had to make this choice of like following up on their behavior you know what I'm saying right. like even with like Audrey Horn he was kind of like humoring her or whatever he mm-hmm. but this was a point that he had to become almost like a participant in this thing that he's seeing and because as uh, 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 all the other times he's been an outsider of this kind of looking in and knowing and watching and kind of this is his chance to one to get some information apparently who knows what that information could have been but he would have had to take the step of to be like i don't know like he's he's always coming from the the idea of like he knows everything right yeah, he yeah. then has to take the step of like I don't know how this is going to turn out or what this is going to be, and I have to become like here, um, and maybe in order to for him to solve the mystery, I don't know. Maybe for him to solve the mystery, he has to change in that way. He has to talk to the log. Yes, the log saw log. something. Her log saw something, and when and you know what she says like when when you're ready, like right, That's he'll exactly t- right. he'll tell you when he's ready. You know right. so. And as we think of like a story arc, right? We we always think of like I don't know, you know, there's many characters in here, but if we like are following the main character and their journey, there usually has to be a step that they take that's like outside their comfort zone that they have to reach in and get in order to get to that last step mm-hmm. in order to in, in, in get their change, right? So maybe that's what they have to he has to kind of embrace Twin Peaks in a way that he has not thought about before. Well, I, th- I, uh, the log lady is interesting. 
And yeah, he blows it, man. He he could he he blows it by not talking to her. He um, does. And then we get mm. so then we get to the scene that I do not like with with Leo and that sock. He puts the soap in the sock. Um, yeah. And that's not a great scene. I mean, it's really a the way the scene even plays out is just just really like tense. And well, it's, it's it's horrible. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. it's domestic abuse, like planned, pre-planned domestic re- abuse. Like he knew he w- this was going to happen the whole time. He had the sock ready. He had the bar of soap. She comes in. He's just like she doesn't know what the heck's going on, right? In this unfinished yeah. house, and he's like, uh, "Hey, you know, um, where's my shirt?" Or, uh, I think he's talking about his shirt, right? And, yeah, and it's like, she's like, yeah. uh, "I don't know." I mean, she knows clearly, and then she. He, he, he like turns on the radio and he's like this is how it's going to be you know this yeah. is what happens and, and if you notice that 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 their song on the radio is unlike any of we have not heard that it doesn't match the yes. normal soundtrack you are correct it's completely different yes it is and i, I noticed that too it it's not what again and, and maybe this is we're kind of hitting on that idea of it's not it's not what the character. It's not what's actually playing. It's what the characters are hearing, right? This music. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but in this sense, like this is, you know, he turns it on. It's just, it's, it's a different energy, and maybe it is. Maybe this is one sense that yeah, that's what is on the radio. But maybe it's his energy that he's turning, yeah, and that's what he's hearing. You know, this yeah. kind of. It's more of a. It was more of a traditional kind of like ro- like rock, I think, beat or something like. Yeah, that. it was it's, more rock. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. And then from that violence, we go to another domestic kind of scene with, uh, you know, the kids coming Ugh. over for dinner. So lame. Super lame. You know, it it was to- it is lame. It's totally lame. But it felt uh, it had this wholesome feel that was juxtaposed to like what we just saw. Right. As far as domestic. Oh, yeah. That, stuff yeah, goes. I think. And it was this like wholesome. Yeah. It's almost like this is the teenagery kind of thing, you know, these two young kids. And there's, again, we don't see them as young, but these two young kids, like, oh, do you want some, like, juice or, like, punch? Oh, who drinks fruit, punch. dude? Who drinks fruit punch? But this is what I'm saying. These are kids, dude. These are we, we forget that. And then they come and they're kind of like this, you know, the, the parents are like, oh, we'll just leave you alone, right? And, like, you know, I'll help you in the, you know, it's all this kind of, like, like even they're talking to each other and they're like laughing and they're kind of like I don't know it feels very innocent in a way that's like like that's what it would feel like a teenage yeah. kind of like thing you're going over the parents house yeah it's yeah it's it's so saccharine it is like fruit punch just like total it is but um, you need it after that scene that we just witnessed. yeah well yeah okay yeah yeah right? yeah yeah yeah. You know, so I I think it I think it fits in. And then you see Bobby and Snake pull up, and they're like doing their thing of like we got to kill him, and then you see the 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 creepy scene with with the guy, the Doctor Jacoby. Doctor Jacoby, his place is cr- his place is so decked out in like uh, tiki Hawaiian stuff. tiki stuff. It's crazy, man. Like it really is crazy, and, and, but here's here's what I think is, is his pants, here's what's interesting. Like, why is Laura, his pants pulled up so high? 
That's what he's I crazy. He's a crazy. It, it's it's supposed to. He's supposed to look like odd. He's eccentric. You know what I mean? Like he's not playing by everybody else's rules. Rules, I guess, or whatever. But like, here's 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 what's interesting on the tape, right? So Laura starts talking to him on the tape, and I think she very interestingly she says, "I can't take much more of. I can't take much more of sweet, right? Like she just can't take too much more of it, and she." She she knows she's going to get lost in the woods again, right? And th- I think this is really showing the duality of her because she this is somebody who does who does uh, Meals on Wheels, right? I mean, yeah. she tutors people, she does the Meals on Wheels, she does everything that you. She's a homecoming queen, whatever. She is this innocent, and then she's telling Doctor Jacoby, "Hey, man, I can't take this sweet stuff. Like this sweet stuff is not for me. I'm going to get lost in the woods, and I'm going to see that mystery man, and." And then he like puts, you know, like then you can't hear what else she's saying because he puts the headphones on, which so I think I, is a cool device to use. Right. But I thought when she was talking about the mystery man, I thought she was kind of talking about him. Oh, I didn't get that impression. I got the impression that like she's like, oh, you know, this mystery man I was talking to you about that I kind of like liked or whatever. Like, guess what? It's you. Right. And she has. Oh, a, I didn't. Mm. And she has that locket. Right. Like. I'm thinking, like, how many lockets is she giving out to people? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you wait? Hold on. So you don't think Jake Jacoby or Doctor Jacoby's the one who got the locket? He has that locket because that's he found it, or he he. Oh, maybe I was thinking that she was just giving lockets to everybody. Like there was more than one locket. I think he took it. Oh, okay. And, and I and I mean I don't. I mean, I, look, I've seen this already i've seen the right. entire season but i but i totally forget like how that came about i think he i don't know i just assumed that he took it so he, would be, he was the one he was the one at the last episode who took the locket that would make sense then we would yeah. see it here okay i just thought yeah. laura was like he giving to, lockets to everybody and it was like something that no i it, so it Jacob dr jacoby to me i don't think I don't think there was a, a relationship between there might have been a relationship between that Dr. L, that Dr. Jacoby thought he had with Laura. I think he just like likes listening to these tapes. Right. I think that's what like, like that's his thing because he she apparently is sending him tapes. Right. She says, I'm going right. to send you this. Tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think his jam is like listening to these tapes. Apparently, I don't know if there's like he's a psychiatrist or, or he wants to he just likes to listen. His thing is like listening to people mm, like seeing what their truths that's what that's what at least that's how i re- like saw it interesting i don't know i could be wrong yeah no i, I, saw, I saw it as this guy who was kind of into laura palmer uh, relationship with her and like she's manipulating him in some way but like why would she do, i guess like why would she do that i mean that may be true but i don't think she's in a physical relationship with her with him and I don't think maybe Doc, Dr. Jacoby doesn't want that. He just like. See, you know I thought I, mean? like, I don't think she was in a physical relationship with him. I thought it, Dr. Jacoby wanted a physical relationship or wanted to be loved by her. And, and, and clearly, if he took this locket, then there is some kind of connection that he feels to her. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I, I'm sure that. You know. I, I mean, again, like it's we'll a it's out. a good like Dr. Jacoby is a good example again of like 
again, he's not a teenager anymore, right? But he is perceiving himself as like dressing in a way that we see different than he yeah. probably perceives himself. And I, that's a yeah. little bit different, but maybe because he's not a teenager, we see him as what he really is instead of what he is imagining yeah. himself to be. Or maybe his mind is so – I mean, it could be that he is, that is what he sees himself. Like, that's how he maybe, sees yeah, himself. Yeah, that's also true. That was also, also true. So we end there again um, with him looking at the locket and being – yeah, and it's great that the the noise cuts out, right? We don't, we don't hear actually what Lily's saying again. But yeah, it's a good it's a good device that they used. Yeah, because we know he knows, like he right. knows what what was going on, but but uh, we don't. The right. viewers don't. Yeah. So where is this? I mean, where is this going? This is how many episodes are in this thing? There's like only eight episodes. There's in eight. The first season. So we're on the second yeah. one. All right. So we're still in. We're just about in going into the second act here. If you're thinking about this as a okay, so we're gonna get into it. This is and this was called Traces to Nowhere. I yeah I don't I didn't I'm not I guess I just didn't pay attention to what this the episode titles were. Hmm. I don't know this I mean this basically was just giving us more information about the relationships between characters. I mean that's what this. Yeah, this was we we found out more yeah. about w- how characters connected to each other and their relationships within those um, those dynamics. Yeah, no no closer to finding out who killed Laura Palmer if that's the question that needs to be asked, right? right? I mean, but more information about who was Laura Palmer. Definitely. Yes, yeah, absolutely. but still not absolutely. not enough. All right. All right, so I um, I'm looking forward to uh, watching the next one is called Zen or the Skill to Catch a Killer. All right, my favorite episode of the season is number episode three, three is your favorite one. One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. All right, then I'll be looking forward to uh, to watching this next. Okay. All right, I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>